0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to Your Tech Report. Welcome back to Your Tech Report. As always, Mitchell Whitfield and Marka Flalo with you. Please follow along with us on all our social media. On Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, it is at Your Tech Report. And I'm excited about this next conversation we're about to have, Mitchell.
1: Well, one of the reasons I'm excited about the conversation is the company we are going to be talking with, with, which is Asus. A lot of people mispronounce that name. I think we get it right. Asus. So the great thing about this company is it's one of the few companies out there that is I mean, equally entrenched in PC components, actual uh, Chromebooks, computers, Republic of Gamers, huge in the gaming world, building PCs. I mean, they do so many things, and they do them all, Mark, really, really well.
0: No, they absolutely do. And, you know, without further ado, let's welcome our next guest. He is the technical marketing manager for Asus, Nick, and I'm going to, Nick, I'm not going to mess up your name, Majiskovic, right?
2: That is perfect. Thank you for having Woo-hoo! me on.
0: Set. I feel like I need, like, awards and, like, banners or something. You did it. Like you did it. Nick, <laughs> obviously you're coming off of CES, probably one of the craziest times of the year for you guys. Number one, how are you feeling? Did you get some rest? Are we relaxed a bit and, you know, in, in, back in the swing of things?
2: Yeah, just, just now recovering. It takes about a week to recover from the madness that, that is CES, uh, but <laughs> we had a great time. I think we, sh- we showed off some really interesting products, and, and uh, a lot of people were, were excited to see some new stuff being shown.
0: You know, and I got, I got a little quick briefing a little bit before CES. Uh, they kind of walked me through all the new products that were going to be announced, but they didn't include photos, so I was trying to imagine how things were going to look. And, and one product in particular, and I know we're going to go through a list here, is this Mothership. Now, I don't even know how to adequately describe this computer, so I wanted to start there so that you can give me your best description of not only what it looks like, but what its purpose is.
2: Sure. So the, the Mothership, as you, as you mentioned, is, as the name might uh, imply, is, is a desktop replacement product or a desktop replacement form factor. So what that means is uh, some very demanding users want everything in one, one big laptop, all the top components that you would regularly put in a desktop, uh, but be, to be able to move it around, so uh, ten around ten pounds is what kind of these desktop replacements go for uh, in ter- in terms of weight. And we wanted to see what can we do to make that performance even better. W- what w- how, how can we kind of innovate on that form factor? So uh, a few years ago, people were still putting dual GPUs, dual graphics cards in laptops, and we were kind of seeing how how can we how can we cool this better? How can we, how can we push the performance? And we kind of flipped the laptop over on its side so that the screen was screen was where the bottom of the laptop was, and the, bo- and the bottom of the laptop is just sticking straight up. Uh, so that way, uh, it could get a lot more cool air and cool a lot better. Uh, so that's where the mothership concept came with. And, and you saw, you, you might have seen in the news, a lot of people res- referring to it as a Surface Pro for gamers, uh, and that's because. Uh, it does, everything is housed in the same unit as the, as the screen itself. So it kind of has a little kickstand, it pops out, and all those components have a bunch of, of fresh, unobstructed air uh, to, to cool from. And, and it really makes a huge difference in, in the performance that you can push in the, in this, in the graf, graphics cards that you can put into it and, and the CPU that you can put into it. So we end up putting NVIDIA's brand new uh, RTX graphics cards in there, the full desktop versions, uh, not not the laptop versions, uh, and, and uh, Intel's new core i9 processors, uh, six core processors, uh, full desktop versions again. Uh, so it, it's really uh, making possible performance that has never really been possible before, and, and uh, that's why I think uh, it garnered so much attention over CES.
1: Well, you know, I'm looking at a picture of it right now, Nick. It's absolutely beautiful, and I'm looking at, it, I'm looking, I'm seeing some RGB elements as well. It looks really gorgeous. And the funny things about the funny thing about a machine like this is, it wasn't that long ago when you were looking at a high-end, high-performance machine and you were thinking, okay, this is geared solely toward gamers. But today, uh, in a time where there are creators, all sorts of YouTube creators, uh, CAD designers, game designers, uh, high high-end architectural software. I mean, a machine like this really crosses a huge spectrum of power users, not just gamers, but in business as well. So it really is a machine that can do a lot for a lot of different people.
2: That's definitely right. And and we've definitely seen a a, a customer base like that over the years. And and not to detract away from the mothership, but the creators and the professionals that you mentioned are a really important market. And that's uh, another actually new line of laptops that we we showed off at CES, uh, starting with one model called the Studio Books. Uh, so those are also, uh, those are taking the performance level from our gaming laptops and gearing uh, a new laptop called the StudioBook towards those creatives and professionals. So you have color-accurate panels, uh, super-fast SSDs, uh, and then you have some of the workstation uh, graphics cards like the NVIDIA Quadro. Uh, and and that's another uh, brand-new introduction that we made over CES this year uh, called the StudioBook line.
0: One um, of the things know, I noticed the about the StudioBook line was that... Um it it really doesn't you know it's not it's not a big machine it really maintains the slim form factor still while packing in all that power.
2: Yes, exactly. Uh, it's loosely based um, design wise off of our Zephyrus gaming line, so it's it's super thin in, in that regard, and, and is is really aimed again uh, or is really uh, aimed uh, at those creative professionals. So you have uh, dual hard drives in a RAID configuration, which if listeners listeners are not familiar. That basically doubles up your your hard drive screen. So when you're loading up uh, big files, when you're when you're trying to get those uh, screenshots and, and thumbnails to come up quickly, when you're editing, uh, it makes a huge difference. So everything in, in that uh, in that notebook is is geared towards those creators that way.
1: You know, let's talk a little bit about Chromebook because it wasn't that long ago where people were thinking, okay, if I'm going to be a Chromebook buyer, all I'm really doing is browsing the web. I might be checking my emails. Just a low-powered machine that was a good entry-level computer. But it seems that you've taken the Chromebook. They're still light. They're still portable. But now they're really powerful. And Mark, as Mark and I, and Mark has been talking with you about a little bit off the air. It just seems very interesting that the Chromebook has really found its place, and not just something to browse the web, but it's something that has, you know, a little bit of power to travel with too.
2: Yeah, completely. Uh, the last couple of years have been uh, kind of a revelation for Chromebooks. I would say, uh, Asus specifically has—we've uh, had a Chromebook called the Asus Chromebook Flip C302, uh, which has just been uh, super popular with with everyone from from people who are still kind of power users to the, to those that want just a, a notebook that can get everything done. Uh, it's been a great product for us the last couple of years. It's completely fanless, so it doesn't make any noise. Um, there's, there's, there, it's just a smooth operation. It's a touchscreen. It's full HD. Uh, so that Chromebook Flip is finally getting replaced this year by by a new one called the Chromebook Flip C434, uh, and, and that's bringing all that all that goodness: a Core i5, a, a good power, up to eight, eight gigabytes of RAM, and up to 128 gigs of storage. So it's really giving you, like you said. Uh, a, a powerful Chromebook. Uh, when maybe the perception, uh, since Chromebooks have, have come out and been available on the market, is that maybe they're more so of a, of a light, uh, light laptop. Maybe you can't get too much done. Uh, but as you said, uh, that has been changing, and, and you can get a lot done with them nowadays, and they are a lot, a lot more powerful.
1: I'm glad you just mentioned perception, Nick, because <clears throat> when it comes to the consumer, perception is a big deal, and sometimes working with or against that perception becomes sort of the M.O. when it comes to new products, and I think it, it, it's good that we talk about this stuff because a lot of consumers have this idea, preconceived notion about what a Chromebook is, but you guys are sort of redefining what that is capable of, and I think re-educating the consumer and letting them know, no, don't think of it this way, we do a lot more than that, at least the Asus ones do, so it really is interesting, that's why we love doing these inter- is because people need to know that they can get a Chromebook and they could still get a ton of performance out of them
2: exactly and and the thing that we we want to we, we want to kind of emphasize is, is that on these Chromebooks uh, maybe not all of them out on the market have had kind of these premium features what people want expect to have at the top end uh, but we we do kind of add those those extras in and those extras would be things like the uh, backlit keyboards like full-size chiclet backlit keyboards so that uh, when you're on the couch at night, or, or maybe in your bed, uh, you can still have uh, a great ex- typing experience, and, and uh, you're not missing those little features that you that you think you might be on on some cheap laptops.
0: So you know, I'm going to tell you a little story. So I've got uh, my daily laptop. Okay, is a 15 inch MacBook Pro. Uh, the reason I switched to a Mac was about, I guess, seven, eight years ago. Um, I, w- I was I was kind of tired of, you know, I guess Windows 7 at the time, constantly crashing when I was doing some of my higher-end video production, audio production, so I switched to a Mac when when software was finally available to it. However, I've been kind of wooed back to the, to the Windows world over the past two, three years, just by, the, obviously, the, the great computers that are coming out, and the performance of Windows 10, and, and just how it, it really has evolved as an operating system, which is one of the reasons that I think that when, when my lease is up on this laptop, I'm definitely going to switch back to a PC. And, and one of the PCs that caught my eye was the new ZenBook S13. And, and the real, the reason, of you know, so many design reasons, when I looked at this computer, the the almost bezel-less design, but the actual fact that you managed to maintain keeping that that front-facing webcam... On the top of the screen, where so many manufacturers are trying to shove it in the bottom because they're trying to find room and space to put, you know, different, you know, peripherals like that, that mm-hmm. kind of blew my mind because the design really works well. As does just the whole overall aesthetics of this computer because it's a 13.9 inch screen, but the form factor is slimmed down, and the use of the screen to kind of prop up the keyboard kind of blew my mind as well because ergonomically that's such a complementary thing to experience.
2: Yeah, you hit the, the nail on the head. These, these new uh, Zenbooks, the S13 that you mentioned, uh, have what we call four-way nano-edge bezels. So we have the super narrow bezels on, on all four sides. And, and as you mentioned, uh, the bottom part uh, kind of lifts up the keyboard and then also uh, reduces uh, that bottom bezel for, uh, from the view. Uh, and those of these, the Zenbook S13, along with these new Zenbooks, are, are really incredible in the sense that they're super tiny. Uh, if you're familiar with perhaps the, the 11-inch MacBook Air, uh, these, these 13-inch Zenbooks are, are pretty much the same size, a little bit smaller, uh, but still pack in that, that big 13-inch screen, a full HD screen. And then on top of that, compared to, to what you'd be getting maybe on the Apple side and a lot on the PC side, we also manage uh, to fit in NVIDIA discrete graphics. So there's an NVIDIA MX150 option in there. Uh, so you can even do a fair amount of, of decent gaming, maybe not maxed out at the same settings that you would on a gaming laptop, uh, but it gives you additional versatility uh, to play some games or <clears throat> or to take advantage of the... The Nvidia uh, graphics for for other stuff like video editing.
0: Well, and I was, was going to go there. I was going to say, going back to that you know important segment of the audience, which is obviously creators. This really doesn't disappoint. I mean, yes, the, it's not the same specs as you know the higher end machines, but you're still getting up to an i7 processor. You're getting those discrete graphics, one terabyte of storage, sixteen gigs of RAM. This thing will not disappoint, especially when compared to other computers out there.
2: Correct. It's it's uh, our, our ZenBook line uh, over the years has, has really matured, and, and at this point, uh, we're really offering, uh, I, I think, the, the best of what's available uh, in terms of loading out lo- loading out the RAM and, and storage, and <clears throat> and as you said, that's that's really key for, for professionals and and, uh, and creatives. And uh, we're really excited about this. Uh, the, the Zenbooks also feature four speakers. So the, these these new Zenbooks, the 13-, 14-, and 15-inch ones, not only have uh, two bass-oriented speakers on the bottom, but then they also have two front-facing ones uh, on the top of the keyboard deck. Uh, so it really kind of gives you uh, an immersive sound experience on top of that.
1: You know what? Now, I want to make sure that I'm looking at the right computer. I mean, <laughs> do you guys actually have – am I seeing – a, a backlit trackpad with a number number of keys in there as well?
2: Yes, I was waiting to when we were going to get to that. So I, 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 was, another I, innovation I couldn't believe it. I uh, just recently this year.
1: That is incredible. And again, these are like really cool touches. And I I have never seen that done before. It's really smart. Because one of the things people miss out on, of course, when they have a laptop experience is you're not getting that full, you know, that full PC keyboard that has the number pad. This, you guys brilliantly embedded this into the
0: touch. What? Fingerprint reader two in the touchpad in the top right corner.
1: it is absolutely yeah. brilliant, and again, like I was saying, just subtle touches like this make make this line, I think, stand out from anything else that's out there. And again, in a, in a crowded space right now, it's nice to see that there are features that stand out from the crowd, you know, whether it's whether it's the beautiful edge-to-edge display, the power that you pack into a small form factor, and subtle things like having that. I, I was staring at this while you guys were talking, I was like, I can't believe he hasn't brought up the embedded keys that are inside this drag pad. That's gorgeous, <laughs> it looks beautiful.
2: Yeah, for the listeners on the top right corner of the, of the, of the touchpad, there's, there's basically just a little icon that you can rest your finger on for, for a half <laughs> second. And that will enable a glowing uh, a track like a numpad that will glow through the touchpad and kind of give you touch access. And the great thing is that it doesn't actually disable the touchpad. Uh, you can still uh, slide your finger around and, and move the mouse cursor around. And it'll know whether you're whether you're trying to tap on a number or or move the mouse around, so that can really help out in productivity purposes when you're trying to input some numbers quickly. And you're missing uh, a number pad because a lot of the lower end or or smaller size laptops don't
0: even come with one. You see now, Mitchell's more of a gamer than I am, so I don't know if he'd you know I think design wise he'd love to obviously play with this machine. But I think <laughs> I think when he hears about the new Zephyrus, I think that this might be the one that really you know, puts them over the edge because All right, you're, let me hear. You're, you're taking the, the slim bezel to, to new heights and just a slim computer to new heights with the brand new, the, the ROG Zephyrus, what is it, the GX701? Yes,
2: yeah, so the GX701, that's, that's uh, kind of as, as, as thin and as high-performance as our laptops get. Uh, we originally released the Zephyrus line a couple of years ago in a 15-inch model. Uh, this is the first 17-inch model, and it's the same size as the original 15-inch model from a couple years back, <laughs> and that's because we've completely removed the bezels. Uh, so you're getting a whole lot of screen, way more screen than than you'd be used to in a 17-inch form factor, uh, but in in a much smaller package and, and what 15-inch laptops used to be. And, and like you mentioned, it's all screen. So one of the unique things that we did with the Zephyrs is uh, we surveyed a lot of gamers, uh, a lot of uh, big one of the problems with putting webcams in super thin laptops or with laptops with super thin bezels is that the quality of the webcam is is somewhat limited in, and yeah. in how good of a webcam you can put in a small space. So a lot of them end up being 720p, uh, maybe the image is a little washed out or not. Uh, it is only 30 frames a second. Uh, with this design, uh, with the Zephyrus, so we've completely eliminated it, and it comes with a, a separate add-on uh, webcam that you can either clip on to to any side of the display, uh, or it comes with a stand so you can uh, put onto uh, your desk or on a shelf that is of the right height, um, as well as uh, the webcam performance is the important part. So uh, the webcam that we'll be including is 1080p and 60 frames a second, uh, which which meets the demands of of gamers who are streaming uh, or or want a, a really good webcam quality experience
1: okay so you know how maybe uh, you know you're with your family or you're out with friends and there's a kid at the table and the adults are talking and you, you put a piece of candy on the table and the kid just like focuses in on this candy and doesn't really hear a word that you're saying I am that kid now now granted I'm a big kid that's missing some hair but I'm still that kid because while you guys are talking I'm you're trying Caillou. to be a good interviewer I'm trying to be a good interviewer and listen to everything that's going on but I'm just staring at a picture of this gorgeous portable gaming rig that this gorgeous, la- I mean, I, this, this is the kind of thing, again, eye candy, that just distracts me. Uh, uh, yeah, is, this, is this available right now? Are we, are we going to be able to get our hands on one of these soon?
2: Yeah, the Zephyrus, uh, these ones featuring the, the new NVIDIA graphics, uh, should be available uh, within the next couple of months. Ooh. Uh, so you'll be seeing them very, very shortly. Uh, these ones the Zephyrs. They also pack, along with their other top-end, uh, uh, with uh, other top-end uh, laptops such as the Mothership. So they not only pack the Nvidia graphics, but they also pack, pack super fast screens, uh, which which also feature G-Sync. So uh, the screens go up to 144 hertz, which means that the image is is refreshing 144 times per second, uh, and then it has G-Sync. So what that means is that the frames per second that the graphics card is outputting to is matching up to uh, the the frames per second that the monitor is is outputting. So that makes the experience super smooth and you don't get any uh, tearing or motion blur uh, and makes it a much more smooth experience uh, for gamers. So the unique thing with G-Sync is that it usually affects battery life uh, because of the direct connection from the graphics card to the display. Uh, Asus puts in a proprietary switch uh, uh, called the G-Sync switch which allows you to reboot and go into what's called Optimus mode. Uh, and that's basically just switching between the Intel graphics and the NVIDIA graphics uh, to save power. Okay. Uh, so with the Mothership and with the Zephyrus, uh, with a quick reboot, you can reboot into from G-Sync into an Optimus mode, and that will give you a couple extra hours of battery life uh, when you know uh, you won't see gaming and you don't want that super smooth G-Sync experience or you have much more... Uh, uh, pressing matters to get to like Those a, longer longer right or, or, or other work to get <laughs> done and, and you can appreciate a little bit extra battery. So that's something else that's exclusive to Asus that, that we've included uh, in this new generation.
1: I know there's a synchronize and roll out joke here somewhere but I'm going to avoid it even though technically I just did Mark I know you've been dying to ask and this is the this is the question that we sort of try you know we know it's hard it's we we the analogy is it's like asking you know someone to pick their favorite child Mark would you like to ask his favorite product of CES so
0: I'm not the bad guy Hey asking. so Nick uh, so what's your favorite coming out of CES <laughs> See, I didn't ask and it. And by smart, the way, we haven't even—we've t- just been talking computers because we, I mean, you guys as a company, as a whole, uh, mo- monitors, routers—I mean, the it, the list goes on. And we do throughout the year talk to different people in the company about all those different products as they're announced. So, so sticking to, I guess, the computer theme, what's your favorite coming out of CES?
2: I think we showed all. I, I really love the stuff that that pushes uh, what's available uh, in the industry. Uh, and, and you just mentioned monitors. We do a, a great job, a great job with monitors. So uh, gaming HDR monitors and, and professional uh, monitors for creatives, we showed off some, some really cool some really cool stuff. Uh, gaming wise, uh, we have a monitor called uh, the PG 35. and uh, that is basically a 200 Hertz uh, refresh rate monitor, uh, has 512 backlit zones uh, for HDR. Uh, and is just a, a beautiful monitor. Uh, so that's, that would be my favorite on the gaming side. On the on the professional side, we have one coming out in the second half of this year, called, uh, part of the ProArt series of monitors. And uh, as it may suggest, it's, it's, it's geared toward, totally towards creative. Um, HDR, which is a technology which uh, is able to light up only certain sections of the screen yep. um, from the back, I mentioned earlier that the gaming one had 512 zones. Um, that allows you to basically have really bright areas and really dark areas on the same screen. Uh, this new ProArt monitor, the PA32, uh, is basically uh, has the most zones uh, that will ever be available, and that's because the backlighting is using a new technology called Mini LEDs, and, and that allows us to fit over 1,100 backlit zones uh, oh on my that gosh. monitor. So. <laughs> it's basically the, the Rolls Royce of monitors uh, in terms of the image quality that you'll get and in terms of the HDR experience that you'll get uh, and something that you just, you just don't see uh, and, and you have to see in person. So hopefully a lot of uh, people will get to see that later this year in stores. Uh, it's a super, super great looking monitor and, and I'm, I'm personally very excited about it.
0: Well, Nick, I don't want to keep you any longer. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. We're definitely going to obviously be talking to, to more and more uh, people like you over at Asus to talk about all the other products that uh, that are coming down the pipeline. And I want to thank you for your time, and we're definitely going to talk to you soon.
3: Thanks so much for having me on, guys.
0: Very cool stuff from Asus. Check out uh, yourtechreport.com. We've got more info up there as well. Let's take a quick break, come back, and wrap up the show. Your Tech Report will be right back.
3: Do, did, did